<laughs> okay, fuck, we really actually have to start it, we'll never finish this fucking thing. Welcome to episode 50 of Morning Brew. I am, of course, Adam Sheridan. I'm Stephen Burke. I'm Danny P. Danny P, fuck off. Tell me your I'm real just, name. I'm, really, I'm just casting about for a new identity, so Danny P is what I'm going to be today. Then next week I'll be D. Purcell. No, you're, um, ah. Is this because you're embarrassed because everybody in your local church uh, had to stand up and clap when your fiance got got her first holy confirmation with uh, with all the six with all the six class people? So first of all, it was only the parents of the six class people who were there, and they didn't stand up what? and clap. They had to stay sat because it wasn't a mass; it was a confirmation ceremony. So it wasn't like everyone in the church Conf- showed up. I- Sorry, confirmation definitely involves mass. Any Catholic sacrament involves a mass too. Yeah, but it's only family shows up. It's not like. Uh, it's well, not like in the, in the middle of mass, they're like, now everyone shut the fuck up. The 12 year olds are coming to do their confirmation. So yeah, was, the so, kids oh, and their yeah, parents. Oh so, and the, oh, so you're saying it wasn't a full parish mass? Yeah, exactly. So, so it, was even, it was actually even more embarrassing because it was the parents of children locally. Yeah, because we were, we, were, we were intruding on their family's uh, yeah. special day. And we, we thought we almost gotten away with it. And the priest was like, everyone give Dan and Nuria a round of applause for getting married. <laughs> <laughs> That's very that's very I presumptuous. Believe, I can't believe you didn't have to have pe- part of the wedding party there or your own parents. I think that would have been really funny. <laughs> we did have to do a lot. Like the priest is a nice guy, and we had to do a lot of stuff with him to like con- essentially huh? to convince him that we were Catholics. Which is all a lie, by the way, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah. So like, um, I had to get the letter from all the churches saying I'd never been married before, but they just take it on faith. They're like, oh yeah, you need the letter. Here you go. They didn't check anything. Like I'm, I'm more and more convinced it's a piece of piss to be a bigamist if you want to. Look at my head. How could I possibly be a bigamist? Yeah, probably because if you think about all those stories about people who get married abroad, like I had a conversation before with people where everyone assumes that everyone knows that getting married abroad is legitimate. Like you're married, married. It's like that's it. You know what I mean? They for some reason people are always under the impression that you have to do an extra step to like officially do it. Otherwise, it's just like a play wedding, essentially. And they always give a lot of shit to those people that got married in Vegas and stuff like that as essentially a joke, thinking that it wouldn't carry over. And then get in trouble down the line. But how would they know that? You know what I mean? It's not like there's a big fucking form you sign. You give $50 to Elvis and it's official. It's done. So it's it is. fucking super easy. The only time it really comes into it is when somebody files some kind of tax form wrong and they see a different name on the paper and they go, wait a minute, why is that different? And <laughs> that's the only time it really comes up. Well, it is, it is one of those things. I was surprised at how fucking automatic it is for me. Like we, you sign the, because uh, we're doing it in the church, so you sign the church form and then Spain automatically take care of that from the church form and then Ireland automatically take care of that from Spain. So essentially, yeah. I'm signing like some random church document, and like a week later, Ireland's like grand. So box ticked, married, which yeah, seems think, you... surprisingly easy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same as it's the same as the way. Obviously, me and you got married in Ireland, but like you know, you essentially just borrow the forms from the office, get them signed by the celebrant. Yeah, obviously, they have to be officially registered, or the priest, and then you give it back to them, and you're done. You know. You just basically just take them on lend for a couple of days, and you're like, "Here you go." <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I should have to do some sort of test. Like they should have to kidnap Nuria and my mum, and I have to pick between them or something like that. Otherwise, it's not truly like I, I don't know. I'm committed. I could end in divorce a few years later, or that you should have to I don't know fight a dragon, something old school, something RPG like. I mean, 
I think in most places that would hold up. In Ireland, it's so fucking hard to get divorced that that in itself is the test. <laughs> so I think they just think that you're just going to suffer through it. I like the idea of there being an, of like yeah, an RPG-style quest, but not for love, but for divorce. <laughs> I, will, I will rescue the... Well, not the solemnizer, the... What's the name of the person who can... Um, Celebrant. No, the person who can, like, who, who stamps documents. The Notary. The notary. I have to rescue the notary from a big high tower guarded by a dragon so that they can stamp your divorce papers. Rawr. The dragon is the notary. Pretty pretty prejudiced to you to assume a dragon can't be a notary. <laughs> fumbling, with a th- fumbling with a tiny stamp and he drops. He's like, ah, oh, give me that back. Of course you thought it was the white man in the tower who was the notary. I feel like a tale about fantasy racism is less impactful because it doesn't have... I'm sorry, have you not seen Shrek? <laughs> I feel like that was about against Shrek specifically because he was a dickhead. That is fair. That is fair. They see Mike Myers and they're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this asshole. My, my sister, I was down in Cork over the weekend and she was watching the second, or the, no, the third Austin Powers movie. And it has not fucking aged well. Not, term, not, not no uh, gold member. And I don't mean it hasn't aged well in terms of, um, like, you know, it's not racist, or it probably is a little bit racist, but it's not like super racist or anything. It's just the humor is really old fashioned now. Oh, like when he's pissing in the fountain? Yeah, like there's just a really, like, an extended pee joke. And there's so many boner jokes. And I'm like, this was a real period of the mid to early 2000s where, like, this well, was, like, I mean, the, the primary well, humor that was going. Well, I mean, in fairness, they didn't make three movies off a character whose fucking catchphrase is Schwing. Yeah, <laughs> like, baby. You can't be that, fucking, you can't no. be that surprised. Schwing, yeah, Schwing, baby. Yeah, Schwing was Wayne from Wayne. Also, Mike Myers, to be fair. <laughs> oh, does he not do that in Austin Powers? No? No, like, I think he's. He think he says stuff like shagalicious and shagalicious, baby. Jesus, he may not have said that. That may just be thematically true. Oh. Yeah, baby. Yeah, he Actually, says. If any cereal was brave enough, they they'd copy shagalicious as their tagline. <laughs> I like the idea of like reconstituting a tiger, sexy lingerie, just saying shagalicious, lovely. Do like some true crime podcast or some like true history podcast about Austin Powers on a very dry style. But like every so often reporting Austin successfully bypassed the defenses of the Yagamoto Corporation by peeing from a fountain from a sufficient angle that it looked like uh, (laughs) it was the fountain water. How far into Goldmember did you get, Dan? Because it sounds like you might have finished the film. I popped in, um, like I didn't watch the whole thing with her. I went, uh, I was watching uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, with my dad, and then afterwards, before I was going to bed, I popped in and I watched like ten minutes of it. <laughs> and she was oh. still watching. <laughs> she was still making her way through it. So you went. Well, you went, so you, went you love some, Moon. You went and watched some um, uh, sophisticated Japanese cinema. I see. Moonrise Kingdom is um, is Wes Anderson, and oh, also man. Adam is an hour twenty. So Sounds like a manga. It it like does all the plot in the first forty minutes, and then the rest is just the, the come down from the plot. So did you it's, get to Beyonce being introduced as a character? Beyonce is introduced very early on. And like, this is why I'm saying, I don't know if it is racism or not, because it's very okay. clearly a, um, a parody of, of um, black exploitation characters. Yeah. So, so obviously they have her talk like, you know, uh, Pam Greer in, is, is Foxy, Foxy Brown. Foxy is Brown. that the Pam? Yep. Um, 
But you because Mike Myers wrote it, so you're like, is is that just a, a genuine parody of it, or is that just because Mike Myers thinks that that's a funny way to have the character, like the black character, speak? So it's kind of it's 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 an, it's You're an telling awkward. Me that Foxy Brown isn't an empowering character. Foxy Brown is, but you know people can Are interpret. Are you telling it me that Beyonce Knowles uh, playing Foxy Brown isn't an empowering character? She, her character was Foxy Cleopatra, I think was her name. <laughs> I think so. So are you telling? But are you telling me that Beyonce Knowles playing a Foxy Brown type character is not empowering? Um, not the way they do her. I think I it is a little bit. I wouldn't have said she was that empowering in the movie, but also Come maybe on, that's Beyonce the... was the biggest star of whatever year that was. She no, no, she was. This is this is like had... this is pre Beyonce uh, being a super superstar, and the way I can prove that. No, is she that was pretty much just. This movie came out before she was forced to do Pink Panther, and if she was at the height of her powers, she wouldn't have had to do Pink Panther. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you say that, but Neil Patrick Harris mm. was forced to do Smurfs, and then he did Smurfs too. <laughs> I that saw, was after he had had like the biggest sitcom on television for like eight years. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Someone posted. Do you see that thing that was going on, on Twitter? It was someone posted? It was a video of their. Um, also, grandpa- you two remember a fucking lot of Austin Powers. I, I the most I remember is the piss joke and the sharks. No, the piss joke I remembered, and I remember. Do you remember when he saw the roller like, skates? Or the Japanese CEO, where there's like white in all of the the front of it, so the subtitles keep getting blocked out. Oh yeah, <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> that is good. Actually. That's the funniest. That, that is was the funniest gag. That was by far the best joke in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and also Michael Caine being on. Michael Caine is great in everything. But and the big opening set piece. Come on, it's great. I don't remember. Well, what's the opening set piece? I don't. What's oh, the one for Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise. It's, it's a big song and dance number after the Tom Cruise bit. I do, yeah, I do yeah. fucking remember Danny DeVito <laughs> playing Mini Me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw it recently, or I saw part of it recently enough on Netflix, I couldn't make myself watch through the whole thing. <laughs> it is, see, it, it hasn't aged that. I mean, it was always, it wasn't supposed to be that great anyway compared to the other two, but it hasn't aged that well. I, I, I mean, you say it hasn't aged that well. I, I think it probably just was never really for our age demographic i i think it's probably mike myers at his at his peak in terms of like his writing and like his character direction cuz it's definitely like you look at love guru and that was fucking mm. <laughs> yeah like <laughs> like awesome powers was big enough that it essentially fucked over james bond for nearly a decade <laughs> like like but, Aust- austin powers made james bond look incredibly stupid until they essentially just copied the born movies yeah mm. But what I mean is that, like, so Austin Powers is definitely, like, the, you know, the peak of Mike Myers in terms of, like, his, like, overall ability. I just think he was a little bit too old at that point for it to really be pointed towards us. Maybe. You know what I mean? I don't think it ever really fit in with us as an age demographic. As in, like, us now or us when it came out? Both. And I think as we get older, I think it just ages poorer and poorer. Wayne's World has aged pretty well. Wayne's World is still a pretty good movie. Yeah, but that's because Wayne's World is a very different type of movie, though, than Austin Powers. Yeah, man, that's art house. <laughs> Any movie with swing in it is, is, is art house. Swing! I can't believe I confused no, that's a, that's those. A, that's a coming-of-age drama and therefore gets to be frozen in its own moment in time, I guess. The only joke I remember from the original Wayne's World is when he opens the camera saying that there's no film in it and the film starts unraveling and takes an unusually <laughs> long amount of time to unravel. <laughs> He just he yeah. loves those he loves those long drawn out jokes, like that's the not being funny and then become funny again and then <laughs> yeah yeah 
Yeah, like the pee joke is like 30 seconds too long and then it's 30 seconds too long still, but then it starts to become funny again because you're now two minutes deep. I think the ultimate version of that joke in terms of timing is uh, Sideshow Bob stepping on rakes. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. Because it's, it's, it's so regular. It's just the, ex- it's the exact same sound with the exact same gap between sounds. For... Fun fact, and most people wouldn't really notice, thematically, obviously, because we were just talking about Mike Myers, he plays the rake. <laughs> he just comes in to go... <laughs> <laughs> And he did a great job. Like it's, he did a really great job. He really plays it straight, doesn't he? I'm, I'm imagining the showrunner, Mike Myers, such a pro. You'd never even know it was him. <laughs> he originally wanted to do the rake with a Scottish accent, but we convinced him not to. <laughs> you know what? Fair play weird? doing a rake with a Scottish accent, Steve. That was that was pretty pretty good. I just rolled all the oars in it. <laughs> okay, do it again so we can isolate it. Dash it up. Oh no, I can't. You can. We believe in you. No, that wasn't it. We just have to go back in the edit to get it. That's fine. I can isolate the audio from the from what it was. No, that wasn't it either. You're just it's saying that I actually audio. I don't know why I don't know why I'm making you do it again because I can just take it from your audio alone. So I, I actually don't know why I'm making you do it over and over again. Humiliation. Sorry. I just didn't think. Hey, of it. You, you, you. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Okay, I uh, cause we're on movies, and because we're actually going to go see a movie uh, tomorrow. Ooh, I'm too sick to go, this. but here we are. Hey, listen, you're fucking going. <laughs> Just don't do a COVID test till after. <laughs> For fuck's sake, I'm still Just negative on my COVID test, but I'm rotten sick. Exactly. Like. So don't do any more till okay. tomorrow. I might be okay. I might be okay tomorrow. We'll see how I am. I'd say you'd probably be fine. I'm a lot better today than I was. Um, I'm rougher than you are, though. That's true. I've 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 been working from home today, and I've I've take I've had to take it to the bed. Like, well, I didn't have to take it to the bed, but I I chose to take it to the bed. <laughs> That's fine. When we first got sent home, I didn't leave bed. Some days I just kind of <laughs> turned over and like flipped the laptop open, worked for twenty minutes, closed it again. Like, do you know what's bad? I I sometimes do that in the mornings when, I, when it's cold. And last two mornings, I've been feeling too sick to get out of bed, so I've just worked from bed. Why well, is that my last... Yeah, it's huh? fine. That's grand. I, well, I know, but like, I should make a habit of it. Like, you know, starters... you know when you you know when you watch movies and TV shows as a kid, and there's like you know someone who's forty five or whatever, and they're supposed to be like twenty two, um, and you know they're just as fresh out of college, so naturally in the movie they're making like eighty grand a year. Uh, <laughs> but like they essentially just work from bed, so they just kind of roll over, work for fifteen minutes, and then like act as if they just got paid a thousand dollars. Nice. That's the fucking dream. I always thought that was like the fucking greatest thing when I was younger. And then when I had the chance to live that last year or two years ago at this stage, I suppose, I was thinking like, man, this is going to get old fast. And I got to tell a month in, I was like, nah, this is pretty. Nah, it's sweet. still great. Yeah. <laughs> I do. There was one week that I worked and because I hadn't, uh, everything was locked up and I hadn't gotten, uh, I, I still hadn't managed to get any uh, new weights or anything at the time. Um, mm. They were all still completely sold out everywhere. I just, I just didn't even get dressed. I just, I rolled over. I flipped over the computer. Worked for half an hour. Closed it again. And I just spent the day in the nip. I just, what else am I gonna do? Yeah, there've been days where I haven't put on trousers before half past four uh, on my current work from home bills. At a certain point during the day, I try and like, I don't want to get dressed now. I, I've break, I've broken the threshold. It's no longer acceptable to get dressed, and I have to, I have to try and figure out a way to not get dressed. 
Good few times now. I've had to like make a point of sharing before I go out in the evening. <laughs> because I haven't managed to get a shower in at the end of the work. And it's not that I'm not, it's sort of that I'm, it's not that I'm not busy. It's sort of that I'm working from like really early on <clears throat> and the, the moment passes for a shower and then it's kind of, you're kind of busy throughout the day and then you nip down, grab a bit of lunch and then uh, it's getting a bit run out of time to have a shower now and blah, blah, blah. So that that's the present well, difficulty. So that's, that's the problem with if you try and have a shower on your lunch break is that you end up missing your fucking lunch break. Yeah. So then you're just kind of wet while you're trying to shovel food into your fucking mount at your computer. <laughs> and it's like, well, this is miserable. This is way worse. And when, when like me, your work involves logging into Zoom calls, um, there's always the danger that you might log in wearing a towel or less. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... <laughs> I like the idea that you fuck up someone's... Uh, you, you fuck up someone's like, uh, judgment because the judge is completely distracted by you just there. You know, I it, would probably, like, uh, it would be like walking into the district court naked. I probably shouldn't say this story, um, but I don't work there anymore, so I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> last year, I was on a Zoom call, and normally on Zoom calls, I turn my webcam off um, because I really just... You're fucking sitting there, and you just have to keep, try, try and keep like a pretend face on for an hour or like an hour and a half or whatever. And it's <laughs> like, I just... I'll just listen. That's fine. I don't need to... I don't need to be staring like into the webcam like a psychopath for an hour. So I <laughs> I thought I had it off, but by default it comes on, and I just I guess I just forgot to switch it off. Halfway through the meeting, I was getting bored, so I had the laptop sitting on the bed. So I just kind of like, I just kind of like, <laughs> like lay over like on my side, and I was like resting like on my hand essentially like <laughs> put my other hand like on my hip as if i was like in front of a fucking fireplace on a bearskin rug <laughs> <laughs> just like sitting and i didn't realize they could all fucking see me because i'm sitting there like some fucking idiot how big <laughs> is this meeting now how many how many like screens are coming up on or how many cameras uh, are coming up on screen at any one time uh, probably about six well okay on the screen so i was working from from my computer which is about 15 inches so i could probably only see about six webcams but uh, everyone else would have monitors and stuff like that and presumably yeah. see an awful lot more but it was about 60 people in there so a good few people saw me anyway and yeah. uh, i was sitting least, there well, and i just at least a third of the people you know at least a third oh, yeah. of the people there probably saw you oh yeah and then obviously people were saying like hey what the fuck is adam doing and then they started looking at the webcam like so i'm just uh, fucking lying there like completely like unaware and then i get, <laughs> i get a message i get a message and someone messaged me and they were like yeah, Jesus, man, you're comfy. And I was like, ah, oh, bollocks. <laughs> and then the worst, the worst part was then, like, I was sitting there and I was thinking, like, well, I can't fix myself now because they'll know it was an accident. So I have to, I made the decision where, like, I just have to lean into this <laughs> and, like, just, just own it. I just have to just stay this, like this. That's what you always wanted to do is be like this. This is just so a normal I, sitting pose. So instead of sitting there regularly and, like, you know, pretend smiling and like nodding into the camera for an hour straight. I was then like essentially fucking like, you know, lackadaisically fucking sexy posed across my bed <laughs> for an Hello, hour boys. nodding and smiling into the fucking webcam. <laughs> so it just made it like way worse. <laughs> and I don't work there anymore. <laughs> so, you know, there's always that. I've gotten... um kind of really into my like guilty pleasure of reading during work are reddit updates on people who um 
essentially their work forgets about them you know like they get hired for something <laughs> and the project finishes but they never get yeah. reassigned or so you know there's there's a, a, a per the, the company's bought or something where can um, i read these uh, best of redditor updates is the main spot that i i read them from and it's great it's just people being like yeah so i just sit there i come in clock out there's one where some guy like the company eventually figured out what was going on and they tried to take him to court before <laughs> before like the lawyer pointed out you know you didn't give him work his contract says he'll do what you give him you didn't give him <laughs> anything i sake. i knew someone um probably about five years ago at this stage maybe six years ago um, and they were hired for a job. I'm trying to be very nondescript because they still work there. Um, they were hired for a job and it was like a very basic role and that grew into like a slightly more involved role. And, you know, so they're doing their day-to-day stuff and then basically what they were working on was like incredibly obsolete, but they had just been there mm. for so long that like the work got taken away, but they didn't get let go. Yeah. So they yeah. were making like almost 50 grand a year to basically fucking do nothing. <laughs> Like, I, I'm not joking when I say that, like, there was some days where this person came in and decorated the office for, like, Halloween and then and then went home. Like, that was their job. What a king. What a king. Yeah. Nice. And it's like, I just think about that. And I just think about how, like, they were offered at one point a redundancy to leave and they didn't do it. Um, and they're very smart not to do it because this person would not get a job somewhere else that pays <laughs> anywhere close. Cause, like, they have no skills. A very lovely person, no skills, like, at all. Um, and I just think, like, CV. And, like, they were offered a very hefty redundancy, and I was just thinking, like, please don't take it. I know it's a lot of money, but you will literally, like, you're not old enough to retire, and this isn't enough to help you retire. So please do not take this easy money. It's very stupid. And they didn't. Thankfully, they did. They didn't do it. Um, How long more did they stay in the job? They're still there. What? They're still so what there. What did they now? do? Have they been given any Nothing. new duties? Why? No. <laughs> because there's nothing to give. They don't have skills. They, they can't give them any work because they can't How do unskilled? anything. Uh, is this literally someone who can't read? Like they can read, but there's nothing. Like they were. They like every now and again will get put on top of like a baby project. You know what I mean? Oh. Like they'll, they'll throw some stuff their way, but. It's never anything overly important, and all of the real work is always handled by the people that they pick anyway. Huh. So that person just kind of is there, and every now and again, like, provides an update. Right. <laughs> and that's really it. But I was just thinking, I was like, don't throw away easy money, dude. Don't don't throw away easy, easy money. Like, Sounds this like is pretty easy money. Not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, and they're still there now. Very good decision. Smartest decision that person will ever make in their life was not taking the redundancy. Well, because of the two year salary under it probably be uh, well, how long were they there? How long did you say they were there? Thirty years? They were they were there years? a long time. Yeah, they were there a long time. Uh, I I don't know the exact figure, but I know it was over a hundred grand they were offered. Because I know someone else that did take the money. That's a pretty substantial offer, really. Yeah. Yeah, but the difference is is that if you think about it like statutory, that, right? Stat statutory redundancy isn't gonna really get you much more than Twenty thousand or thirty thousand, really, unless they've been there literally since they were eighteen, and they're now like pushing sixty. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, you look at that, and you look at a hundred grand, you go, "Geez, that's a lot of money." But then you also think, like, I don't know, man, you're making a lot as it is, and you still have a lot of working years left in you where you have to pay off your mortgage. <laughs> yeah. I, I, working finger quotes here. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was just thinking, I was like, "Don't take that money." I know it's, I, I, I guarantee they offered it to them because they would, they knew. We're probably gonna pay out fucking a million quid on this fucker yeah. before they're all said and done. If they if we can't get rid of them now, let's try buying them out for a hundred grand. They didn't take it, but they'll be there forever. Why wouldn't you be? 
my old school had a teacher who they couldn't fire for whatever reason, but they they just didn't give him classes, and he just wandered <laughs> the hallway every day. Oh, no, that's unbearable. I know. I thought I'd go insane. Like, well, I, well, okay. You say unbearable, but keep in mind now that motherfucker could bring an iPad into work. <laughs> it's a very different time in 2022 to be a to be someone that just has to wander around all day. Pop up a fucking iPad. You watch The Wire. Whew. Wasn't he going to keep you going for about a week? If hey. you have nothing to do, The Wire will keep you going for like two days. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you're, you're not going to take it home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Become the person who knows all television. That'd be good. Yeah, you're not going to take it home with you. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to you're not going to watch The Wire after work. That's work stuff. You got to disengage when you get home. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, honey. I'm just I'm just all wrapped up in the in the newspaper flatline right now. As opposed to breaking time, bad, which just feels like work. <laughs> I told you, I don't want to talk about the wire at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As, as we were saying a while back. <coughs> oh, excuse me. As we were saying a while back. So we're going to see a movie tomorrow. What are we going to see? Because I wasn't paying attention when you were organizing the, this. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which is essentially Nicolas Cage oh, it's about doing me. Nicolas Cage Greatest Hits. No, we said unbearable. Oh. Not the bearable weight of massive talent. Yeah. Um, it's still a compliment. Is this the one where he gets kidnapped or whatever? Yeah. I thought that so, was out like two years ago. No. Oh. We've just been talking about it for two years because <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been out. We've but just so been waiting. Think, since this film Fighting basically is him reliving the classics, I thought this week, I'm going to watch some classics. And I thought, okay. Cause I'm so, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of burned out in new movies. I seen Dune came up the other day, and I was thinking, well, I watched Dune, and I was thinking, ah, I don't have 800 hours, uh, and also I don't really care anymore. I, 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 I fell out of the the Dune hype before it came out, and I, I just don't think I could bring myself back in just yet. I was oh, never shit, on board with it. So, I was when I found that Oscar Isaacs and Batista were in it. That's a good cast. Like, I have nothing against it. I just, I've never read it or watched any of the other stuff, so I've never been hyped for Dune. <laughs> so I thought, gonna watch a classic. What'll I watch? So I watched 17 again. Again. Fucking hell. Did you choose to watch this or did. Oh, I chose to watch this. Um, I, cho- I completely chose to watch this. 17 again for anyone who doesn't know, is basically one of the movies that Matthew Perry did after Friends ended. Um, and it's a comedy movie where Matthew Perry, when he was young, was a, an, uh, basically an upcoming basketball prodigy. But he knocks his teenage girlfriend up, and so he has to go get a real job, and then he ends up hating his wife and kids and his life um, as he gets older. But then he gets transformed back into his teenage self, <laughs> and he gets to relive as he was 17. And his teenage self is played, of course, by Zac Efron. I remember this. I was watching this movie. It's actually not as bad as, uh, as I thought it was going to be rewatching it, I'll be honest. Um, it's, it's a lot better than I gave it credit for. So I was watching this movie, and I was thinking that, like, man, Matthew Perry in this movie has to be, like, 40. And if he's not 40, he's close to 40. And I was thinking, like, Zac Efron's in his mid-30s. How fucking insulting is it in any universe <laughs> that these fuckers turned around and were like, you know what? 
Zac Efron <laughs> in 20 years could look like Matthew Perry. <laughs> and you look at Zac Efron now, and you're like, you fucking pricks. <laughs> how, how fucking, what an insult that in any fucking universe, Zac Efron, one of the handsomest little boys walking around the world today, is going to look like Matthew Perry. Like, get the fuck out of here. What an insult. What a mean thing to say about little Zac Efron. And he was only like 18 at the time. Could I be any more insulted? <laughs> People were, con- were convinced he was going to be the successful friend after Jennifer Aniston. And why? He, he was uh, the funny one. I mean, in fairness, he's in some he's in some really like like good budget comedy movies from the two thousands, and uh, I think he just got bored. <laughs> like Matt LeBlanc is like I think the perfect idea of a mega celebrity because. Matt LeBlanc did Friends. Obviously, Friends on for 10 years. Matt LeBlanc made an obscene amount of money off Friends. You know, one of the most popular shows of all time. He get fucking tens of millions of dollars when the show ends. Then they say to him, hey, do you want to do a spin-off show called Joey? We'll pay you $30 million. <laughs> and he's like, fuck yes. Like, that was money that Hollywood A-listers couldn't touch at the time. And they're giving me $30 million for Joey. Fuck yeah. Of course I'll do this. <laughs> then Joey, Joey gets cancelled. So Joey's over. He pockets his $30 million on top of all his friends' money. So at this point, like, Matt LeBlanc's sitting on, like, fucking $50 million cash. <laughs> so good for fucking Matt LeBlanc. And he just decides, like, I'm going to take a year off. And so he takes a year off acting. And then the year, the year comes up, and he's like, hey, it's such a good time. I'm going to take another year off. And he basically does that for like eight fucking years. And he just has a blast being rich and retired. <laughs> Amazing. Like, the fucking greatest level you can get to is to get to that level where you're like, uh, I'm kind of bored, and I'm also super filthy rich, so I guess I'm just kind of <laughs> done for a while later. And then he just pieces <laughs> out. What would you do though if you were like if if you were Matt LeBlanc, you got super rich, and you decide I'm going to do nothing for eight years? How would you fill your time by getting old and fat, gracefully? <laughs> and he did. <laughs> I, I, I did. Do you think that happened over just the eight years after Friends? Because it's been what? How long since Friends ended? It's been like twenty years now. Well, you so know, I, obviously, obviously, at the minute he's he's fairly hefty, but that's COVID and stuff in there too. No, he he got a. He was very, very thin in the very first season of Friends, and then he's kind of the same body weight for, like, the next, like, whatever season, nine years or so. And then when he comes back to do, like, episodes, which is, like, eight years after that, yeah, he's noticeably, like, a lot heavier. (laughs) He's noticeably (laughs) been retired, you know? He's been retired, and he's been happily retired, and fucking good for him. The best thing ever, my favorite thing in the world, is when you see a athlete, a pro athlete, especially one that was very, very lean and low in weight, when they were professional, and then they are a big, fat, fucking blubber ball in retirement. I love that. That is the fucking greatest. That is the greatest. I am Wesley Schneider, the former, uh, the former footballer for the Netherlands and Inter Milan and Real Madrid and a bunch of like thin fucking dude. You know, like it was always like a really small guy on the pitch, and and that was kind of his deal: small and elegant, and blah blah blah. And some a picture came out of him like watching, I think, the Netherlands play in the last World Cup. And he just is a fucking egg. Like mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. gone, he's gone completely round, completely bald. It's amazing. He looks. I'm like, that's how you should have looked, Wesley, when you played football. You had never been tackled then. Everyone yeah. had been too scared to touch <laughs> you. Boy, Prince, uh, Prince Nassim Hamed fought at 126 pounds. Look at him now. 
Can you show me a picture? Yeah. Here, I'll I'll grab it for you now. This is my always. This is the one I think of every fucking time. Um, because let's see if I can find him here. Hence, I'm mad. No pressure, though. I'll get him. Hold on. So let's see. Gonna just get get over to our little group chat here. So if I go over, so there he is at his prime. Right. Okay. Yeah. This felt guy. Yeah, very small. 126 pounds. Oh my god. Your files are too powerful. I guess the picture of him now is too fucking big. He's <laughs> too hefty. Let me see if I can get a different one. Here we go. Let me see. Copy image. They can't even compress him for the purposes nope. of Discord. Looks like. No. Here he is. No. Look at that fucking blubber ball. That's amazing. Chip chopping Islington. Look at that. <laughs> Jesus. I love it. I all think right, it's fantastic. Is he English and or he American? Is, he's English. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. Let's be having you. Well, one is, curry chip for you, Mac. He is so unashamed of the big <laughs> fucking blubber ball he's been. And you know what? I would be too. Because fucking, <laughs> why care? Why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I had to, in order to make all of my millions, I had to weigh 120 pounds. Now, however, I can weigh 223 pounds, and who gives a fuck? <laughs> so that's one curry chip, one batter sausage, uh, three chicken burgers, and that's all for me. <laughs> Just deep fry the whole tray. <laughs> my, yeah, same, my... again. same again, please, Mush. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. I think one of my favorite examples of this is um, the, Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo who was always a bit kind of chubby, you know, but was one of the best footballers ever. But when Cristiano Ronaldo came along, even when the other Ronaldo was still playing, people started calling him Fat Ronaldo. But he was still a fucking, you know, elite athlete. Now <laughs> he's Fat Ronaldo. He just, like, the moment he retired, he was like, I'll show you how fat I can be. <laughs> I'll show you Fat Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't be the best, I'll surely be the blubberest. It's so because, like you know, he's probably in the top twenty players of all time, and he's just really unfortunate that someone with the exact same name as him is also in the top twenty footballers of all time <laughs> and has zero percent body fat. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because, you know, side fact: Cristiano Ronaldo is named after, of all people, Ronald Reagan. What? Jesus Christ! It, his dad really liked Ronald Reagan. Oh, for fuck's sake! Ronaldo Regano. <laughs> so what's the original Ronaldo? Who's the original Ronaldo named after? Ronald McDonald. Um, I don't know if he's named after anyone. His first name is just Ronaldo. Huh. Uh huh. Ronaldo McDonaldo. <laughs> you know, if you look up Ronaldo, if you know, look up now, you you literally can't find any references to anyone that isn't Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Imagine, imagine you're a really famous fucking guy, and then someone comes along in the same profession as you with a similar name and just wipes you from the planet. <laughs> Bra- <laughs> like you Ronaldo, fucking asshole. Brazilian footballer on Wikipedia. And, and like, especially because you know, by all by all rights, you should be the person wiping a previous less known Ronaldo from the history books because you're the one who like should be like, oh, the elite of the elite of the elite. You got like 
If you were, you know, a 99 out of 10 player, it's like, okay, the odds of a 100 out of 10 player with the exact same name coming along are pretty off for fuck's sake and happen. And the two. To two what? The two other Ronaldos. But there's only one really good one. There's another, there's, also, there's another Brazilian Ronaldo. There's also a Rolando. There's a, a Ronaldo. But the, the two big ones are uh, Fat Ronaldo and Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh. <laughs> oh, phenomenal. Good for him. Real Valolidad. Good for him. Buy it elite. Is that Spanish? Yeah. Ah, Valia the lead. Makes more sense. He's, uh, he, apparently, I don't think he's any connection to it. He just, like, you know, saw it was for sale and he was like, you know what? I would like to own a club. And by all accounts, he's a good owner, too, so. <laughs> Do you think, uh, I know he's come out now as a bit of a, bit of a, uh, you know, a naughty boy, but, uh, do you think Chris Pratt regrets that he, he got involved with like you know he, he was becoming like a big actor in like action movies and stuff and then had to compete with chris evans and chris hemsworth <laughs> she's kind of like oh i'm not even like the other chris i'm like the other other chris what <laughs> is is i would have thought pratt was the winner of the chris's god no no is no he... hemsworth is definitely the most the most uh popular one is he i mean pratt i mean the most... i Personally, I think Chris Evans, out of the three of them, is the most talented and also the most pretty. But Chris Hemsworth is everyone's favorite. First, Chris Evans is the most pretty. That's, that's just fact. Don't tell Nuri I said that, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, I just think out of the three Chris's, you know, I, I just think that Chris Evans is the, is the prettier one. I'm just making an objective Chris data set. It's just... And I'm not, I'm not insulting Hemsworth. Hemsworth's a pretty guy. I'm just saying Evans is a very pretty man. And he doesn't fucking age a day. Did you see the anatomy of the scene video that the New York Times did? I think the New York Times, maybe Empire Magazine, one of these. They do the series on YouTube called Anatomy of a Seed. Uh, one of these US prestige titles, whatever. Yeah. But they did one about, I think it was the second or third Thor movie, the one where he gets taken to space and has to fight in the arena battles, that one. The yeah, third good one. Uh, yeah, the good one. The really good one. Yeah. Ragnarok. That yeah. one. So they show you this scene where Thor is coming out of a lift and they're just like, so here's where we drew on his biceps. Yeah. Which is <laughs> hilarious because like, Chris Hemsworth is already a fucking huge guy. Yeah. And he's like, no, not but huge they, enough. And, they, and they're just like, they, here's where we added a third to his biceps in post. <laughs> the little fucking bulge that he drew around on the screen. How big, I would fucking how, love that. I would fucking love if I became famous and like people all of a sudden thought I had a massive glow up, but it was actually just good effect. Yeah. It was just Disney putting a filter on. How big do you have to be where they can't do that anymore? Like, do you have to be the rock? Like, is that the physical size of man you need to be before? Like, look, we can't do it. I think if you're the rock, well, maybe not because maybe the size we think the rock is is post processing like that. But I would assume, based on the size of the rock that you see in other media, that if you make him any bigger than what he looks like there, it just looks t- too silly. It looks like a child drawing a muscle man. I mean, I think The Rock looks pretty silly as is. I think it's obscene how gigantic he is as a man. And how bold. So I, I, I fully agree to, with whenever, you. Whenever I saw like the pro wrestlers, especially The Rock in particular, I was always just like, 
Is there a possibility that his traps are actually just the shoulders of a normal-sized man inside a larger <laughs> suit? He actually just absorbed his twin in the womb, and that's just like the extra size to him. No, but makes, seriously, I remember the having twin this work out at, the age, at the age of 12. What if they're just men, normal-sized men in suits of, uh, I don't know, <laughs> prosthetic armor? And that's, that, that's literally, their, their, their traps are literally the people's shoulders, shoulder blades. Could that be true? <laughs> Just Stephen at shows looking for a zip. <laughs> <laughs> Hold still. When he's about to be, it's his, it's his killer move when he's about to be beaten. He unzips <laughs> and the second person comes out and they team up on whoever's fighting See, him. See, that's what they need to do. They need to make a wrestling show with special effects where everyone's finishing move is super fucking goofy. So like one guy just like zips them in half and their skin falls off and they leave the ring because they're just like muscle. And then like they, have, they run off as just like flesh basically while their skin's on the ground. They get counted out and he wins. Or is that like a Tom and Jerry? Like you, you prick them with a, a pin and yeah, the air exactly. comes out and they start going... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. That, that's like they need to just... Everyone has to have like a super wacky finisher. And that's just the way they have to do it. <laughs> they keep gigantic mallets by the side of the, by the, side of the, the, the <laughs> ring. Instead of chairs, they have like yeah. a big fucking mallet. Boom! <laughs> And uh, it, it squashes them down so they're really, really, they're really, really thin, like they're like a pancake. But then they pop back up, and they're basically fine. But they like an accordion now, so they've got thin bits and wide bits, and they start <laughs> make, they start making a bit of music as they try to walk away. Well, Adam, what would your specialty finisher move be if you were a pro wrestler? I'd pull out a gun, and I'd <laughs> pull the tr- I'd pull the trigger on them as they're as they're scared, and it would a little flag would put them out that says bang, and then they'd be like, ah. Oh, thank God. But then I pulled the trigger again and the little bang flag would fire like a bullet right into their fucking neck. Just, just <laughs> take them out. No, no the, bang flag, the bang flag opens up and they look inside and your fist comes out and punches them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd appropriate Rikishi's stinky face. That was the most cartoony of all of the special moves. <laughs> Splat! That, I remember I had some uh, WrestleMania game for the Game Boy Color. No, 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 no. You don't get out of this without answering what your special move is going to be. Oh, I'd probably do something like I blow a whistle and like motion like this. Uh, like, I was <laughs> a, like, over. Like, like I was a traffic warden and I don't know where a bunch of school children would just ch- stomp over them. Like <laughs> hundreds of school. And then at the end, they'd be like, you know, kind of crumpled up and they have like footprint marks all over them. Cool. <laughs> We greatly encourage everyone, by the way, to tell us what their finishing move would be in this fucking cartoon wrestling league we just created. Because I'm very interested. Like, I am very interested. These have all been great. I'd throw a seed into their mouth, make them swallow it, and then throw down some water and some soil, and then they'd be blown apart by a tree growing very, very fast. (laughs) Someone just puts their hands up to their head like antlers and runs at them, but then antlers actually grow and they fucking gore them. (laughs) How the fuck did he do that? I'm just, I'm just thinking through itchy and scratchy now. Does he? What's you put like someone gets like a little tube and they stick it in their shoe and they blow it up so their shoe is gigantic and they just kick them in the arse and they fly out of the ring. <laughs> I give them a, a stick of dynamite with a fizzing uh, fuse, but when they try to like put out the fuse, the fuse will like go, go down or up and avoid them trying to, <laughs> trying to blow it. <laughs> and then eventually they give up and they turn to the camera and wave goodbye. And then, <laughs> These are all fantastic. Suck them in and swallow them whole like Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> that new Kirby game basically seems to have the same gimmick as Mario Odyssey and just looks way nicer because it's not a creepy mustache being stuck in a frog. And instead it's just like 
I, I, th- I saw some clip where he swallows a gigantic tube and they've just done it so it looks like he's really regretting having swallowed the tube and can't swallow it. <laughs> I mean, like, what, is- like those snakes who you know, are trying to eat the egg and it's too big for them. That is fair, because you look at Mario, right? You think, like, oh, look at this squat little plumber. That's adorable. Look at his little mustache. You put that same mustache, though, on, like, you know, a frog or, like, Tyrannosaurus. Or a Tyrannosaurus. That's a pedophile. That Tyrannosaurus (laughs) is going to molest me. I need to get the fuck out of here. So I I agree with you, actually. Now that you're saying it, it is is creepy. Tyrannosaurus do have creepy arms. They're kind of, like, close to their chest. Like, they're, you know, they, they rub their hands together like they're plotting something. That's the worst part. It's like, what the fuck's he gonna do with those little hands? Get the fuck away from me! You know what's really bothering me? Like, have you, you know, you have a moment of like, you're getting really excited. You get, you get really excited for something, and no one else gives any shit, and you're, it's a very isolating feeling. So they're doing a David Attenborough documentary on dinosaurs with like CGI mm-hmm. dinosaurs, like what Walking with Dinosaurs, which I fucking loved as a kid, and I'm so excited for this. And everyone I've told has stared black back blankly and been like. Yeah, okay. Is this the one with all the woke dinosaurs? Yeah, it's the one, the woke dinosaurs. Uh-huh. The only clip I've seen is with a baby T-Rex, and I'm like, oh yeah, of course T-Rexes have babies. I guess <laughs> I just assumed that they, they just grew in caves. I don't know. Look, I'm just saying, this whole fucking woke thing goes too far sometimes. If we let the David Attenborough documentary come out, and they don't make changes to make it more like Jurassic Park, the next Jurassic World movie is going to have Chris Pratt teaching the Velociraptors how to use fucking pronouns. I'm just saying. They have att- they, they've entered the building. They only just got opposable thumbs. I think pronouns they're going to struggle with. Well, that's what you think, and Chris Pratt will teach them. <laughs> I, uh... Chris Pratt, and he's going to be on a motorcycle heading towards the new super dinosaur, and all, uh, all the fucking Velociraptors are going to be like, we have to get he slash him. I feel like that's not even woke pronouns. That's just mixing up the the object and the subject. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know, man. People are I, do, I do give me the confidence of the man who's accusing the ninety-something-year-old person of being too woke. The ninety-something-year-old Brit. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. I come from transphobe island, though. The funniest fucking online comment in about 10 years is when someone said they're trying to sell Pedophile Island and someone replied, Howard, who the fuck's going to want to buy all of Britain? (laughs) That was the fucking bet. There's no, like, that's where it should end. You just, you finish it there. It's over now. Roll it up. We're done here. I I think um, there's some, the the one of those that I remember the most is someone saying something about, um, abortion like oh it's not abortion because you know there's no post or something and someone comes with like a hundred babies a day in texas would disagree with you <laughs> the guy responds i would easily take on a hundred babies <laughs> well, especially if he's part of the cartoon wrestling league you don't know what moves he's gonna pull out <laughs> okay does anyone does anyone have a topic for us before we before we start wrapping up for the day i do actually have a quick one which... okay. steve actually mentioned breaking bad earlier but I was going to... So I started watching the last season of Better Call Saul. Okay. And I'm really fucking tense about it. And I realized it's because I wanted to end well. Because, like, the last few series I've followed, like Game of Thrones, the final season has just been dog shit. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you weirded out by the fact that, like, it's been so fucking long since the original Breaking Bad was on the air and it's been so fucking long to get to the final season of Better Call Saul that, that, that like my- really... They're all really fucking old, and they're all trying Which to pretend to be like a prequel, they're. Right? Yeah, but they're all trying to pretend like they're fucking fifteen years younger than they are at this stage yeah. of their life, and they all look weird. 
So that actually isn't bothering me because it's, it's, I guess it's just like, you know, you see someone do Shakespeare in a suit or something. Well, like you, you just sort of well, accept you can, like, you can clearly tell though, right? Because like I've seen, I seen a picture of Aaron Paul and, um, and Brian Cranston when they were like, oh, they're back for like the, the final season clip or whatever they're going to be in. And I looked at the picture and I just thought like, man, you can really ten- tell Aaron Paul is not the age he used to be. <laughs> yeah, You can really tell Aaron Paul is old. And he was you- already, for El Camino, Aaron Paul was already kind of a stretch. But no one like- noticed that in El Camino because the other guy was twice the way he was during Breaking Bad. And I was just, I didn't mind it in El Camino. I didn't notice that fucking, uh, what's his name? Meth Damon was like, essentially he looked like a different person in one than the other. And you just were like, all right, whatever, fine. It just, as long as the performances are similar. Jesse Plemons, yeah. I can't believe I fucking remembered that. Normally you're the one that remembers all the obscure fucking celebrities. I can't believe I got it. Yeah, but in my head he's just Meth Damon and he'll always be Meth Damon. Oh, in my head he's Fat Damon because everyone calls him Fat Damon. (laughs) Um, I actually, I don't mind either. Look, acting is all pretend, so I don't actually care when they replace somebody with whoever. Um, Aoife hates it. (laughs) Aoife, Aoife hates when they replace someone like last minute and they all just pretend. I don't really care. Acting's all pretend as it is anyway. And, uh, and Breaking Bad is particularly, like, it's not, it's not you know, super fantasy, but it's very, I, it's very I, much an acting thing. It's very, it's very yeah. written. You know, it's not gritty or realistic or anything. I do, though. I only have, I really don't like when they put a number on things in shows and movies. And my biggest, biggest pet peeve is whenever they mention money. I fucking hate it. It's my, I hate it. I never want to hear a figure ever in a fucking movie. Like, in Ocean's Eleven, in Ocean's Eleven, if they say we're gonna rob this bank and it's gonna have twenty million dollars in it, that's the last I ever want to hear of this. <laughs> I never want to hear this again. That you've already set up the plot, we can move on. I don't like when they do it with age, because when they turn around and someone's like, "I'm 22," and you're looking at them and they're fucking easily 45, it's like, okay, <laughs> you didn't have to, you didn't have to say an age. I didn't need to know. Like you didn't. I, I was already, I was already uh, like stretching. I was already like, you know, letting you play pretend. We're all good here. But when they're like, "Hey, I'm 22 years old," you're kind of going, "Okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on. You didn't need to drag me back in here. This was unnecessary." I was just thinking that about, uh, I've been watching on Netflix recently uh, a show called Taboo, the Tom Hardy one, which is actually really good. Has anyone else okay. been watching that on, on Netflix? I haven't, but I might check it out. What's it about? Check, check it out. It's uh, uh, mercantilism in late 19th, mid to late 19th century London, abolitionist era sort of thing. Um, yes, yes, it's the... Is it the Yankee War of Independence? Something like that. Anyway, they mention on, on one occasion, you know, a figure of money gets spit out. And then you realize mm-hmm. that all surrounding it in that same episode, they've dropped other amounts of money so that you have some concept of what money is worth at that particular time. Because, woo, 10 pounds. Let's be having it. Ooh, oh, <laughs> that's, that's almost an entire case of tea. That's almost a man's entire wage for the year. That's what it costs to hire a man for the day. I hate it. Yeah. The yeah, one it was tiring for me as well. I was just like, I see, I see what you're doing here. Trying to give us an old frame of reference there. Uh, stop that. I just, it's, it's so, there's certain things I just don't care about when it comes to like fiction. And one of them always, always, always has to be money. Because I don't fucking know the details of anything around here. And I also don't care. (laughs) I have to think about money 
every fucking day of my real life. I don't have the bandwidth to sit around and go, I wonder if $300,000 is a lot or a little to Tom Hardy and Taboo in fucking 1982 England or whatever. Like, I just, you don't need to mention a number. If, if getting money or stealing money or achieving a certain amount of money is an overall goal, like in Breaking Bad, he wants to rate, make money to take care of his kids. That's it. I don't ever need to hear of money again. Obviously, as you get further into the show, money becomes more of a plot point only because he now has such an obscene amount of money. And his, you, it's to show you that the Met Empire has spread so much. And that's about my limit. I don't, I don't need that. I don't want that. And please stop doing that. There's a there's a great uh, Mitchell and Webb sketch where it's like a relaxation DVD. But one of the relaxing things in it is they are showing clips of Antiques Roadshow where they've replaced the amount the thing is worth with a voiceover saying "enough money to last forever." So, <laughs> well, uh, on on auction, I think this vase should go for enough money to last forever. It's, and that's that's well, like, that's what I want money to be like in TV shows. But I don't like, want to just... worry about it. It's such like a vanilla who gives a shit plot point, right? If someone's like, oh, we need, we need to raise $10,000. It's like, I just, I don't, I don't know if this is a lot or a little, or I don't really care. Like, wh- why name it? Why, why put so much effort, emphasis on it? You know, I just, it's, I, I just hate it. I really hate it. It's, it's, it's like the, the one, th- obviously my biggest, biggest pet peeve is the fucking Wilhelm scream, but that's unavoidable. But I just don't understand why it just so much attention is put on money and things. I, I, really, I really fucking hate it for fiction. I get really bothered by time cards in a lot of cases, like later that same day or three days later or a week, stuff like that. I, I can contextually guess that something is happening an appropriate amount of time later. Yeah. But the also- only time it's needed if it's like four years ago and even then i can fucking guess it was like when people were complaining about little women that it didn't make clear that half of the movie was set before the other half of the movie despite them having different hairstyles saying that they're different ages acting differently different characters (laughs) being around that there weren't enough clues one character is in fucking france in one timeline I mean, in fairness, it's, there's not enough clues of someone saying, I didn't really pay attention to the movie. I was on my phone for half of it. Yeah, that's true. People should that's pay attention. The cinema works. If you really, really want to see a film, don't watch it at home. Watch it in the cinema. You can't be on your phone in the cinema. You have to pay attention. I get so nervous checking my phone in the cinema. But sometimes... I mean, I only I only hate having to do a call, but that's because I refuse to answer a call. It's not on loudspeaker. Just answer it on loudspeaker in the middle of the cinema. Hey, yeah, no, I can talk. Just, Just at the cinema. Stupid fucking movie. <laughs> You're whispering it into it. You're whispering into it, but you have it on full volume, so it's echoing through the room. <laughs> listen, listen, mate. Listen, I'm sorry, but I really, I really can't talk right now. Yeah, yeah I just no need worries. you for two minutes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know, but I just, I can't, I can't right now, I'm in the cinema. <laughs> I've oh, seen this movie. Saying? The butler did it. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah, actually, it's really good. Shit, shit, sorry, yeah, it's really good. Have you ever seen anyone get kicked out of the cinema? Yes. No, never have. Only once. Yeah. 
I seen someone get kicked out because they were acting like a dickhead, and I believe I don't know if it was this woman, but she got up to go to the bathroom, and then two two uh, two of staff members came in and told the guy he had to leave. So uh, I'm like a hundred percent that it was her. What was uh, he doing? I I think he was just being a little bit too rowdy, and she wasn't liking it because her kids were there. Yeah. Um, but like he wasn't drunk or anything. At least as far as I could see, like he wasn't drinking during it. I think. I think he was just annoying them, and they went out and complained, and the staff, I guess, decided they had to kick him out. Um, which maybe means they complained a couple times about him, and they finally had to fucking step in. But, uh, I mean, I mean, I get it. He was being a bit annoying, but, you know, you run that fucking risk when you go to the cinema. What movie was it? Uh, I don't remember, actually. Well, for me, it was, uh, it was the James Bond movie, I think, Spectre. And he just kept shouting at the screen, calling James Bond the murderer. <laughs> I think it was around. But not, not... I think it was around the same time that like Black called... Panther and stuff was he came out. An MI five agent. Gen- genuinely, yeah, he wasn't calling him a murderer because of the murders he commits on screen. He was calling him a murderer because he was a British intelligence uh, officer. Um, let me see, twenty seventeen. Class. It was about mm-hmm. 2017, 2016. Um, I thought it was when Black Panther came out. Apparently, Black Panther came out 2018. It was not that recent. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can figure it out. It was... Uh... Oh, maybe it was Pirates of the Caribbean. I was definitely with Aoife. And I'm looking at like the list of stuff that came out that year. And man, 2017 was fucking bleak. Um... <laughs> The Beauty and the Beast live-action movie came out. That made a billion fucking dollars. Star Wars came out. That made a billion tree. Well, actually, Beauty and the Beast made a 1.26. Uh, the Fate of the Furious came out. That was another $1.2 billion. Despicable Me tree came out. Guess how much that made? $1 billion. $1 billion, $34 million. Uh, Jumanji came out. $962 million. Spider-Man, $880 million. Wolf Warrior 2. <laughs> Rad, <laughs> that rules. Uh, and then Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, Ragnarok, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I guess maybe it was Pirates of the Caribbean, um, because I've only seen two of them, the very first one, and then whatever the fuck the last one was that I seen with Eva, because she's a big fan. World's End. No, uh, World's End's the first one, right? Uh, Deadman. Just the first one, no second one. Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean. I've only seen. I've seen. Yeah, sorry. So it was it was actually Pirates of the Caribbean. So that was what the one I seen your man get kicked out of. Um, yeah, Aoife loves them. I seen the very first one. And I seen the latest one, and then that was also on TV a while ago. And she wants to watch it again. So I was like, I guess so. Why not? And then as I was watching it, I was thinking like, did I even see this fucking movie? Because I remember like the main plot points, but I don't remember anything in the middle. <laughs> like, like the whole like plot of the movie was going on, and I was like, wait, is that what they were fucking doing? When did they get under the sea? What's happening here? Who the fuck's the <laughs> Spanish guy? Why are we here? <laughs> also, for a movie about fucking pirates, you know what they don't bring up all the fucking time? Money. Everyone should pay, pay attention. If the fucking pirate movie doesn't talk about booty all the fucking time, you don't need to do it. I got a treasure chest. That's all you need to know. You don't even know what money is. Like, that's it. There's just just doubloons everywhere and everyone just accepts it. It's great. True. Good point. Wish we went back to doubloons for our currencies. Not very divisible. You'd find yourself shaving bits of gold off the sides of the paper chocolate bars. 
That's fine. Imagine how much cooler it would be to pay with doubloons. You'd never be in a bad mood. There's a uh, five-second film, which what's is something a, about a, a, pi- a pirate come in Europe. Uh, I don't know. It's a historical artifact, so probably a lot. Like 45 euro? Yeah. No, but sounds, they, uh, right. they, they would have been like... Hmm. Funny out there. We're funny out. Okay. Let, yeah. Because they would have had an exchange value for pounds and stuff. Okay. Really so the her. live doubloon... The live doubloon price today is zero point zero 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 four seven eight USD. <laughs> I I have a feeling that doubloon in this case is probably a crypto coin, if I had to guess. Yeah, that would uh, I haven't been able to take the word doubloon seriously since someone has pointed out like that it sounds like a pirate saying the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> he came back with lots of doubloons. Doubloons, maybe a cork pirate. Sailing back with a whole, a whole fistful of, of, of floaties. The doubloon from the Spanish doublon, or double, i.e. double escudo, was a two escudo gold coin worth approximately four dollars, four Spanish dollars, or 32 reales. In modern times. Okay, so apparently a gold doubloon today would be worth around $400, but that was from an article in 2014. And gold has obviously gone up, so it would be more expensive. The Spanish dollar, Apparently. also known as the piece of eight. Pieces of eight. Pieces of eight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pieces of eight. Apparently, every Spanish gold dollar doubloon... was the coin upon which the original United States dollar was based. Uh, that makes it remained sense. legal tender in the United States until 1857. Wow. The first world currency, currency of the late 18th century. There you go. That makes sense. So it's a silver dollar. Um, silver dollar. Apparently, each gold doubloon coin is almost 27 grams of pure gold. Jesus nice. fucking Christ. Um, speaking Might be more which, than 47 we, cent, then? Before we, wrap, before we wrap... Well, I'm sure that was a crypto coin called the doubloon. I think that's what the original Google return was. Grim. And also, it's, it's not actually like 47 cent. It's like... <laughs> it's like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a cent. <laughs> it's, it's very far down. <laughs> um, I was actually reading... Just because we're speaking historical before we wrap up, I was reading about iron lungs the other day. I was mm. curious because so I wasn't I wasn't a hundred percent sure how an iron lung even worked. <laughs> um, because I I was thinking like surely they're not just stuck inside a fucking tube forever. No, that's that's the case. They're just stuck inside a tube forever. Mm. <laughs> Apparently, they, they tried to make like a salient point about like you know how like how inadequate and obsolete the iron lung is today. You know, like it was it, in, in 1958, nine or something like that, they were like, there was 1,200 in use. And I was just thinking like, man, there's 300 million fuckers in the US. 1,200 <laughs> not, that's not, if that was your peak, dude, that's not much. That, that was like the highest, the iron lung at like its peak was 1,200 active iron lungs. I was just thinking like, that's tiny. That's like nothing. But they were like real impressed by it. They were like, yeah, it was 1,200 of them. And I was just thinking like, right, but 1,200 in a country of 300 million people is, that's pretty, that's pretty minuscule. That's a, that, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty tiny number. <laughs> Apparently there is, there was only two uh, modern day and I think one of them has died. 
I was trying to look it up. Her name was Marta Lillard. She was one of only two people in the US that was in an iron lung. Um, and I was trying to look up for fucking ages if she was somehow related to Matthew Lillard. <laughs> and I could not find a link. Could Matthew Lillard not afford better than an iron lung? No, not at the time, dude. She's like fucking 70 odd. He wouldn't have been famous for long enough to have done anything then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just wanted to know if they were related somehow. I just, I was just curious. Like, what a weird coincidence it would be if in the entirety of the US, only two people were left in an iron lung and one of them was friends with Scooby-Doo or related to the guy that was friends with Scooby-Doo. What a great fact that would be. Would have been really cool. True or what? My, my aunt has polio. I couldn't find Raro, <laughs> Shaggy. You better get the iron lung. Rolio. <laughs> I suppose when the Scooby-Doo characters were originally like knocking around, Polio would pretty much have been still in the scene because they like, set in the seventies. Like Polio that's they all was run still in the seventies. <laughs> I like the idea of Scooby-Doo characters still being entirely hangovers from the sixties, you know, seventies. Like they're they're racist, they're sexist, homophobes. They just completely carry. They're just artifacts of that era. They should do a movie I mean, like an edgy Scooby-Doo like that. <laughs> they did. It was the original Scooby Doo live Joker action. Build. It was the Scooby Doo live action with Sarah Michelle Gellar and fucking uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Matt Polio. Let's see. If they're teenagers in 1969 when the show comes out, then polio was absolutely endemic everywhere, especially even in the United States in like the post war yeah. era. But there as we go. found out, there was, only, there was so only any any years. one of them could any one of them could have had polio. Maybe that's why they were. Maybe that's why they were uh -oh. searching out mysteries. They were yeah. trying to uncover the mystery of polio. Save their friend. They like yeah. un they un they unmask the disease, like the germ. They put off a mask. Old man withers. <laughs> he just cr he just crumbles because he also has polio. <laughs> Quick, get into the iron lung. Okay, we should probably wrap up here now because we've gone a lot longer than we intended to go. Um, this has been episode 50 of Morning Brew. I have, of course, been Adam Sheridan. I'm Stephen Burke. And I've been Daniel Purcell. Of course, you can always find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, probably every other different um, different audio podcast service you subscribe to. We're on Audible. <laughs> if you don't want to <laughs> listen to Game of Thrones, listen to Morning Brew. <laughs> That's worth your $7.99 a month or whatever the fuck Audible costs. That's definitely a good use of your time and money. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you like the show. Make sure you share the show. And we will absolutely be looking forward to hearing everyone's cartoon wrestling league finishing moves um, in the upcoming future. Maybe there'll be a prize. Maybe I'll even have a prize for the woman who has the best finishing move. Who knows? Bye. Bye. Bye.